Hey there, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. And we will be chatting about movies from November 9th through the 15th. We're distracted at the moment looking at a mermaid movie online. <laughs> That's why I said hey there instead of hey everyone. <laughs> I was like, wait, where am I? Is that a movie we're getting? We're getting a new mermaid I don't movie? think it's... Andrew's got... No, it looks like it's about puberty. Well, I mean, I but mermaid. mermaids. Remember that mermaid puberty. movie we had a little while ago? Uh, the, the, the lure, lure. The lure where it nice. was like I beat him by two seconds. That's it was like a musical and a weird a musical? film. Oh my god, like it a, was a musical. Yeah, are you it was, serious? It was everything. There was, was nothing like implied about. Well, I mean, fr- from the poster anyway. I mean, I didn't see the trailer. Cause yeah, I, it was one of the movies that if you walked into once the musical parts happened, you'd be like, "What's going on?" It was supposed <laughs> to be kind of like gory in parts too. Wasn't it was, it? yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, no, I Killer wish I'd mermaids. Seen that. And the poster was really good. It was like an overhead mm-hmm. shot of mermaid. <laughs> of mermaid. You know? Yeah. Oh uh, god, no, I didn't know there was a musical element to it. That's just adding absurdity to it's it. It's one of those movies that you watch and you realize that anyone who complains that everything's just sequels and remakes yeah. isn't trying hard enough. Because like, <laughs> no, this is like a Dutch musical mermaid yeah. horror film. Yeah, you're. Uh, so I want to see a movie about a mermaid that's also <laughs> yeah. a musical. It's like, oh yeah, The Little Mermaid. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> oh, that again. Yeah, I remember, God, I was, how old? I don't know, eight. And I always think about this when I was like, wow, my dad was cool to bring me to Ghostbusters when I was eight, you know? <laughs> but there's a part where Bankman and Stan's it's like after they've been fired, I believe, and they're drinking booze outside of the university. Oh, yeah, the, the paper bag. Yeah, and Venkman just starts going, and I can't remember the lyrics, but he, he's talking about fate. or talking about, like, believing yourself. Yeah. And he just starts going, like, call it fate, call it karma. And my little eight-year-old brain went, oh, is this going to be a musical? Yeah. <laughs> because I didn't like musicals when I was a kid yeah. because I couldn't wrap my mind around it I was always like why are these gangsters singing yeah. why Why is these people singing like, I used to get tired of it in Disney movies even I remember like as a kid you know because it's okay for a while but then I remember like is every Disney movie just going to be a musical like I remember it started to annoy me like can they not just put out one that doesn't have songs like yeah and then the ones of my childhood it was almost the dark ages for Disney because it was when you look back and read about it and it's fascinating that they almost went under yeah that blows my mind but it was movies, they were all, interestingly, they went non-musical for a while. And I don't know if that was them just trying to be, like, but it was uh, yeah. The Rescuers, Great Mouse Detective, Black Cauldron. Oh, this was the era of, oh, when they were Fox doing and the Hound. Condor Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Andrew loves Condor Man. And what's the other one? I haven't seen it yet, but I, I have a copy of it. I saw the, that the premise. on Disney Sunday night yeah, years yeah. ago. I used to love that. But that was, like, in the 70s when they were doing that... Well, they, they, were, they were going live action. They, yeah. they started making PG movies instead of just G family movies. But they must have been successful because there's five Herbie movies and five Apple Dumpling Gang movies. And <laughs> Kurt Russell did oh, a dozen oh, movies. Oh, yeah. We're getting some good shout-outs on this one. <laughs> I remember... God, it's a blur. I was probably like three or four. But same thing. I remember watching Apple Dumpling Gang. And I believe when I was a kid, if I'm not making this up in the blur of memory... They would split up a 90-minute movie over two weeks. Yeah, sometimes. So CBC would have Apple Dumpling Gang part one and then a week later part two. Yeah. And it would work well because it would be 45 minutes with 15, 20 minutes of commercials. 
And then they so did that, two night events, like, on a Monday and a Tuesday or something. Yeah. For that. I don't know if that was, like, kids or... That was more, like, real movies, I guess. But, but very interesting that they would do that. That not just say, no, we're going to do a two-hour block. They're like, no, we're going to split it up into... I yeah. guess it meant they had less reruns. They could just do that all year long. Yeah. It's weird, the the stuff that we kind of took to be normal. Yeah. While, and then now, where you're just like, well, forget that, you know? Like, commercials. That's the biggest thing is, I now commercials are getting a nostalgic... Feel. Yeah. And I think I showed Eric that there's a new Twitter feed. And see, I know people hate Twitter because of political stuff. I just don't look at real life stuff on Twitter. I look <laughs> yeah. at nerd things all the time. Yeah, very specific followers uh, yeah. for you. But what is it? Is it spooky uh, ads? Spooky ads, I think it is, yeah. There's a really good Hellraiser 3 oh one my God. the other day. It's my favorite thing. And it's all just weird ads for, you know, it's Elvira or like a Spuds McKenzie Halloween themed ad yeah. or movie trailers. They had uh, Hellraiser 3, I think it was on Up All Night or whatever, The I can't remember what channel in the States it was, but Gilbert Gottfried is like oh, trying yeah. to solve the puzzle box, and he's like, I can never solve these boxes! Like, oh, that's I've pretty bad. I've never seen that. Yeah. Oh my god, I gotta see that. And he's and he's like, I've got my friend Pinhead here, and he's like, you will have such terrible curse, or whatever. Okay, none of that's Is good. it really... I is think it really Pinhead? I'm that's not a real sure sentence. It is it really is, Pinhead? <laughs> but I think they like... I cut it in a certain way. It's it's like ten seconds long. Oh, okay, so yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They might have just like cut footage from the movie, but oh, it's, I it's live really in, Gilbert Gottfried. I want to live in a world where it was actually the actor all full makeup <laughs> up with for that one bit, yeah, for like a ten second thing. Like, no, it's it was it's exactly what you think it is. I mean, it's better than my impressions, but worse than <laughs> I can't believe that. Yes, it's worse than Hellraiser three. So, but that's the big difference too. Is is there used to be watching commercials where now. Like, I don't know how normal TV works anymore. <laughs> I don't because, know what normal TV is. Because it used to be that was the deal. Like, pre-HBO, pre-VCRs, yeah. was you're tuning in to watch Gilligan's Island, but you got to promise us to watch these commercials and buy those products. Yeah. <sighs> and then when HBO happened, people started paying for it. And then when cable happened, and I remember even being a kid and being like, wait, I'm watching much music, but we're paying for it. And there's commercials? That yeah. doesn't make sense. Not, not a really good deal on that one. And now we have, you know... Now it's much. Oh, much. man. That's true. Well, even with YouTube, you know, you get your, like, oh, you can watch a video, but you're watching this 10-second ad. But now they do two ads in a row for some stuff. And people lose their minds over that. It, it does annoy me. Like, it irks me, but it's like, I'm not... If I really want to watch a video, I'm still watching it. But I'm like, you know, in principle, this annoys me as yeah. I suffer through this, like, <laughs> Tostitos commercial. I'm like, I'd rather do one 15-second commercial than a 10 and a 5. I don't, I don't know. It just annoys me that they're shoehorning a second one in there. I'm still confused how, you know, not to talk about the competition, but how <laughs> Turner Classic Movies works. Because they're only commercials, and I haven't watched Turner Classic Movies in years, but their only commercials are... In-house commercials, I believe. Like, we have a new coffee table book. We have a new John Wayne set of Blu-rays or whatever. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, they sell lots of DVDs and... Yeah. Buy my Blu-ray, Pilgrim. But they never even do, like... Because even on PBS, I remember watching Sesame Street within the last couple years. It would be (laughs) Kellogg's Presents. And there'd be a little five-second animation of Big Bird. And it would say, Kellogg's Presents. And then it would go to commercial-free... So even PBS does that, but just on, like, at the hour kind of yeah. thing. But Turner Classic Movies, I know it's because probably a ton of the stuff they just own, so they're not paying. Yeah. It's just in their library. It's, it's, it's in the Turner Library, in the Warner Brothers Library yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That makes sense. 
you can't pause it. If you have, you know, if you have a DVR, which yeah. I, do people have DVRs? My dad still? does. Mm-hmm. It, well, his stopped working, but he has to get a second one. But still, he's like Mr. PVR or DVR. Yeah. Maybe PDVR, I don't know, all of that. He's So, I mean, for some people, although, to be fair, that means he now has a backlog of like 200 oh, hours yeah. of stuff. And he's <laughs> retired, but it's still, he doesn't have time for all that. It's, I just find it absurd. I love the concept of it. And I used when I had cable, it was amazing. But I, that's it. Just happens. I think to almost everyone. Even probably Andrew's got like a hundred hours saved up of oh, random yeah. stuff. So, well, even now, like I still not as much as I once did, but I still buy the occasional Blu-ray. But really now, it's I watch. And it's funny, you forget that normal humans don't do this. But I watch a movie here. Yeah. At least once a week, probably more than that average. Yeah. But it means I watch very little movies at home. TV has become TV to me. Like, I watch yeah. TV programs. I watch very few movies at home because mm-hmm. I just watch stuff here. Yeah. Then I watch an occasional movie at the multiplex like once a month or once every two months. Yeah. But, yeah, like, the days of my youth of the, oh, VHS weekends and getting a couple movies. Oh, man. I don't, it, it sounds like, feeling. you know, first world problem, but I don't have time for that. I'm like, yeah. I got to catch up on my Flash and Green Arrow episodes. <laughs> oh I gotta, like, You're somehow geekier than you were then, if that's yeah. possible. Oh, yeah. Well, because the, the world we lived in then was, I don't know, what was the, you know, Star Trek Next Generation was on TV. Yeah. But now we live in a world where there's 10 DC comic shows and a bunch of Marvel shows yeah. and Star Trek's back on. Oh, God, and, and, like, the, and the, the DTV, uh, like, cartoons that you enjoy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, it, it's a good problem to have, but it's also yeah. exhausting, especially because I really like doing the like one horror movie per day in October thing. Mm. But oh, yeah. I also have a ton of shows, that, like TV shows that I watch, and then I also have shows that are just w- me and my wife watch, so I can't watch those when I have free time. And then so it's like it's just insane juggling act. And I also like B movies, but real movies. So it's like, well, what am I in the mood for? And if I watch this, I can't watch. A legit movie, yeah. you know, like it's just, it never ends. Like, what, how do you how do you even find time anymore? The closest bit of maturity I have is that I really do enjoy watching the bad sci-fi movies, like SYFY movies, or the brain, or the brain. Yeah, <laughs> and the closing maturity I have is like whatever those Roger Corman movies are called. But uh, I just don't have time to watch Sharkaconda. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I gotta that's watch probably that a real one to be honest. Yeah, or it is now that you've said it, but it's like I just there's not enough hours in the day, and sometimes I feel bad where. I'll miss something here just because I miss it. Yeah. And I like Will Ferrell's doing a remake of that movie where there's an avalanche and the dad panics and like pushes his kids out of the way to save himself. Uh, and then it ends up that the avalanche doesn't kill anybody. Force. Force majeure. Yeah. Oh, man. So we played that a while ago and I just missed it. I just yeah. didn't get to see it. And part of me is like, yep, never going to get to see it now. Man, <laughs> just because. I didn't even remember it existed. They just keep on making. They could stop making movies now, yeah. and we could play nothing but retro movies that I haven't seen yet, mm-hmm. and it'll be fine. Yeah, like it would be. It's like we're impossible. showing Buster Keat movies now, and I haven't seen <laughs> some of those Buster Keat movies. We're finally caught up in the 1920s. Exactly. Now. <laughs> yeah, those movies are 100 years old, yeah. and I haven't seen them yet. <laughs> They're on the list. It's just the list is a thousand movies, so you'll never get to the end of it. And you just look at you know just fun stuff. Like I don't think I've seen all of. You know, cool Vincent Price movies or cool no. Christopher Lee movies. Oh God, could, could anyone? He, he, yeah. he was in like two hundred movies. You know, like and every once in a while one pops up, and you're like, I didn't 
never heard about that before. Yeah, it's such a slippery slope, you know, especially, I mean, for people like us who enjoy deep cuts and who enjoy yeah. B-movies as well, because, like, it's, I'll find something where just, I'll be reading about a random director, like, one was Jack Shoulder, who did uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. And The Hidden. And, yeah, and The Hidden, you know, like, I see, that, that's yeah. why, <laughs> I love when Andrew's here, because he'll throw it, like, and I'll be like, yes, yes, exactly like that. And then I was, like, looking back through his, his filmography, and this happens a lot where I'll be like, oh, I'll check out the film and, and and mostly it's not great. But with him, I'm like, that's kind of interesting. Maybe I'll check that out. And I'm like, oh, that one sounds interesting too. And so there's been like a few Jack Shoulder movies that I'm like, Arachnid, which is like a throwback, 2001, but it's a throwback to like 50s monster movies, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And maybe it's terrible, but I, I kind of like that, you know, that you can you can be like, you know what? We don't have enough of these 50s throwback movies, like uh, Eight-Legged Freaks, for example, you know? Where it just, it's got a fun tone, it knows exactly what it is, and, you know, and again, I haven't seen Arachnid, maybe it's terrible, but I have a lot of respect for a director who can be like, you know what, I, I kind of want to do this, I have interest in this, you know, and, and, and it, his filmography looked at least like he had fun making it. Well, like, I missed seeing Twisted Pear a month ago because I was working that night. So was I. And I was so, were you sad? I was sad. Yeah. Because, were you guys both working here that night? Yeah. Oh, man. And... So, you know, we're working and Andrew's selling popcorn or cleaning the popcorn machine and <laughs> I'm carrying money. And as the movie starts, it's the most, it's a packed house. It was like 300 people. That's insane. Uproarious laughter, <laughs> standing ovation at the end. And we're just both like, oh, I oh. wish I had seen that. Well, <laughs> I'm not working Saturday. Exactly. <laughs> so that's an example of... Andrew's inviting you to the movie, I think. We're going to the movies. Yeah, I'm also coming to that movie, so, yeah. Wait, who's working? I, I, <laughs> don't, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> the three of us will be there doing what we call the a live podcast. 3,000. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be and good. See, and Lee said he wasn't sure because Neil Breen works on this weird business model where, to compare him to Tommy Wiseau, Tommy Wiseau's working it. You know, yeah. Tommy Wiseau is like, yep, we're, we're selling DVDs, we're having screenings, we got merchandise... Whereas Neil Breen seems to be the singular screening yeah. in a city, and then DVD. That's it, and doesn't want to have more. Wants to just, which is I don't, I don't get it. So Lee wasn't sure if we'd be able to get an encore screening, but we do. So yeah. I'm very excited to get to see Twisted Pair on the big screen. Yeah, because that's one. Even if say it was a private screening and we were watching it after hours, you know that kind of. Thing, it's not the same. No. I want to see it with a crowd. Right. So that's an example of if I was just watching it on DVD at home six months from now, that's not the same. <laughs> yeah. That's not the same. You can literally hear crickets outside yeah. your window. You're like, yeah, oh, yeah. God, this sucks. So I'm glad we have that coming up yeah. because this might be, we might be able to get it again, but we genuinely don't know. No, like, we shouldn't even have gotten it a second time. Yeah, Mr. Way. Breen could say, nope, that's it. Yeah, I just picture him being, you know, like living in this lush mansion and just trying, you know, he's got yeah. this big keyboard and he decides who gets it and who doesn't. And we're like, please, Mr. Breen, we really want to see it. that's not on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I don't believe in computers. Well, because I've seen, so with this one, I will have seen three of his movies that we have screened. And Lee was hoping that the success we've had might make him go, oh, yeah, you can show an older one. And I forget the names of the older ones, but... Like, I've seen... Twist, don't say Twisted Pair, Andrew. No. He's got, uh, Fateful Findings. Fateful Findings I've seen. Uh, I, yeah. I, you Are Here Now. Or no, I Am Here Now. That was his first or one. Or You Are Here Now. Yeah, so I, I didn't see remember. that one. Uh, it's uh, it's a bit slow, I'll say. But yeah. he got... I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I always feel bad talking about it. Like, it seems yeah. like I'm being a jerk or whatever. I'm just <laughs> like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a learning curve. Your first movie, you know? Uh, but this one, people were leaving, and it was just pure joy. Like, yeah. it was like... And, and then... People did it very well because because I think when Lee did the intro, say even if you like this, like 
say positive things about it. That'll help us. Even if you like this, say like, nice things. Yeah, a half a dozen people <laughs> went on to Twitter and were and tagged Neil Breen and yeah. said it was one of the greatest movie experiences of my life. And that's cool. So they didn't, they didn't go on in a B-grade tone. They didn't go on in a midnight movie yeah. tone. They just went on and said, that was super fun. I really liked it. Yeah. So that's cool. That's how I felt about Mandy, you know, like where it's just the experience alone, even if you didn't love the movie, yeah. seeing it with a packed house yeah. it was awesome. Like yeah. it was just such a cool vibe. Any movie, I guess, but... Oh, like any, I say, especially strangely, kind of two ends of the scale, a hard comedy or a hard horror film. Mm-hmm. Versus a drama or sci-fi or romantic something, you know. Yeah. But those two things, comedy and horror, yeah. when you get reaction and laughter or screams, you got to watch it in a packed theater. Yeah. Even like Saturday morning cartoons, you know. I mean, oh, just, sure. Because yeah. it's just, you know, you get the laughs from the adults who, because there's some, there's always like some like ribald jokes in there just that adults are like, oh, yeah. Well, I came to see the Buster Keaton movie last night. Mm-hmm. And it was... I don't know what the crowd was. It was not packed, though, for sure. Yeah. And that always breaks my heart a little bit, because I, I wish we lived in a world where we were, like, sold out, yeah. you know? But did you, were you working last night, Ed? Do you no. remember what it was? No, I can't remember what it was, but I doubt there was 40 people. Maybe 40 mm-hmm. people, you know? I'm going to say it's because the movie got switched at the last second, and then so 100 Maybe. people turned away at the yeah. That's what I'm yeah, going to yeah, say. Yeah. But. but there was a couple of folks behind us, and Gwen was laughing out loud like and people around the theater there was like 50 people 40 people in theater laughing the whole thing and this is a nearly 100 year old movie yeah that stands up for its physical comedy and that the, and, and the stunts and especially I'm sure if like, we were just watching that at home on Turner Classic Movies or PBS could still enjoy it sure but there's something about seeing it big screen in an old timey theater yeah and to hear that laughter is just so reassuring that to get sentimental but like the power of cinema yeah and that's cool you yeah know? yeah especially when it's your wife laughing and you're like oh, oh yeah, yeah she's enjoying it too this yeah is good. <laughs> she's not sitting there arm crossed going yeah, stupid yeah. old movie this is so much better than that sexy mermaid film I brought <laughs> yeah. to that well, Andrew's that, private screening I tease her about that in the good old days eight or nine years ago she came to see horror movies at the Mayfair because she was like we were dating and she and wanted to like support over exactly yeah. yeah but now it's like hey you want to go see the Neil Breen movie or do you want to go see and she's like no and I'm like oh I liked it better when you were pretending to like me yeah um, I think like, we all have elements of that too and like I, I, I suppose it's it's good I feel like that with my wife as well where I'm like you know I respect that you're being honest about stuff you straight up don't want to see but also my ego wishes you were pretending you wanted to see this garbage or when something. you had her come to see Mandy she walked in and it was a little crowded and she I think she came in and like tried to pay and I was like, no, no, go on in, go on in. And I just looked, I was, and I, and I didn't get to say it, but I wanted to say like, are you really here? Or are you here being nice? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, Cause I didn't you know if she likes now. weird horror movies or not. Yeah. But. I think I hyped it so much too at that point that she was just kind of like, okay, I don't even know what to expect at this point. My business partner and Lee's wife, Cheryl, you'll never see her here at Mandy. Yeah, she, no. She's like, and the difference in our taste is we were having a meeting a couple months ago, I guess. And Lee said, oh, yeah, we're going to get Mamma Mia 2 next Friday. And she went, Mamma Mia 2? Yeah. And Lee and Ian and I are never exclaiming, Mamma Mia 2! They're like, they made a second one? Yeah. But that's an example of we will book movies for our non-genre-loving community yeah, yeah. and do well with Because we enjoy, uh, what is that, running a business, I believe yeah, it's yes. called? Yeah. And, and uh, here, here, watch this segue. Speaking of, oh, we boy. have 
crazy rich Asians. I, I almost stole your lead week. on that one ah. too. I was gonna be like, just like crazy rich. Oh, wait, he's yeah. probably gonna want to say that. <laughs> so we have that coming up. It's a weird week coming up because we have a couple of private rentals for like birthday parties, and then a couple of big rentals that eat up a whole day. I, for, wow. I forget the days, but it's two weekdays coming up mm. are eaten up from top to bottom. Man. So that's why we have a few less screenings than you might think for something like Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. So it might be back for a second week, but that's been happening more. People yeah. coming in and renting the place just from like... From stem from, from noon till midnight. So, <laughs> but, like these nautical terms. And yeah. <laughs> it's, so that, Crazy that, Rich Asians... Excited is something that some a couple of my friends have been like are you getting that oh like, even like I, my wife is really stoked about that like it's just and I, I think that's that interesting sort of like middle ground where like because we you know we've we've said before like we don't really get big Hollywood movies yeah not that that's that wasn't what this was but it ended up being that and it's a juggernaut you and know? it is like, a what will be a historically important film mm-hmm. of something that Hollywood will look at and go same with something like Black Panther or same anything of like, oh, we can make more movies with Asian characters in the lead because yeah. people paid money to see it. That's all they care about. Uh-huh. You know, so. And it's a book adaptation as well, which is perfect in our lives, you know, because we're yeah. like, oh, yeah, we, we love book adaptations that made $200 million. Yeah, like maybe uh, Black Squirrel Across the Street can put up a display of Whoa. stuff. Clever. Yeah. So, yeah, Crazy Rich Asians. And then we have Free Solo, the sequel to... Solo, Solo, Solo. Star Wars story. Oh my god, I was like... I'm going to be so disappointed. Solo. Yeah, this is just like when we went and saw Solo at the Mayfair and didn't pay. <laughs> <laughs> this is so great. Why is there so much rock climbing in this Star Wars movie? <laughs> oh man, I, I, I must say, cool poster, cool premise. Yeah. Not sure I can handle it. Oh, I said that too. <laughs> I'm going to come see it because Gwen and our friend Julia, former employee of the Mayfair, Julia, both are climbers. They go oh, wow. once a week or twice a week to this... I forget if it's... Just across the border or just on the Ontario side, but it's an indoor climbing place. Mm. And they've done it for a couple of years and get better and better and better. Yeah. And a couple of years ago, we were visiting Minneapolis, and I have an acquaintance who works at a museum down there. She knows so, somebody everywhere. Yeah, we, we just got, in case. Just in case. So we got the VIP treatment at this cool museum down there, Man. and we went to see the IMAX climbing it was a climbing movie okay and i saw the look in her eye of, of like oh i want to do that i was like don't don't do that. <laughs> don't oh go God. do that so free solo we're gonna go and and now it's like she's like a climbing nerd well she'll be like oh it's the oh, px 27 no. <laughs> shoelace i don't know just you know? like with those biker people that you know you're like ah geez i like going out biking but this guy knows way too much <laughs> yeah, about yeah, all yeah. these things i remember seeing that movie and then years ago an imax movie here across across the water over in gatineau and you figure, you know, a National Geographic climbing movie isn't going to show you something terrifying, but you're watching this movie, and even if it's something that is narrated by them, or you know they're still alive because you saw them on, on Letterman or whatever, yeah. these scenes are just horror movie terrifying Yeah, of him just climbing, you know, and so... That, I hope people aren't frightened by the ending where he gets eaten by sharks. Yeah. Falls <laughs> off the cliff. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, though, because I was actually going to say the same about those shark documentaries, where it's like, it's educational, but it's yeah. like, IMAX shark stuff is terrifying. I, yeah. I mean, I love sharks, but oh my yeah. God. Like, that, some of that stuff, I'm just like, this is, this is pretty intense. And Free Solo is interesting because I think it did really well over at our Bytown Friends. And so we're getting it on the heels of them getting it. It's one of those movies that is popular, but you don't think would play it like a multiplex, so it's perfect for here. And it's and, a six, like 6.15, I think it's the first show, too, or 6, yeah. eight, six whatever. So, I mean, that's a perfect, you know, time of Friday, you know, like, well, uh, maybe we want to see a climbing movie about now. Yeah. 
And we do well with these kind of outdoor documentary kind of things, even completely opposite end of the scale. We did like two or three hiking documentaries a few years back, yeah. and it was oh, yeah. strange. Uh, we just got them all like in a row. <laughs> it's like, what Action. was that called? The pilgrimage or the yeah. And then there was a fiction one with uh, uh, Martin Sheen. Emilio, oh, the, the longest Emilio walk Sheen. or something. Yeah. Or, or oh god. And it's it's the, the action pack genre of hiking. That was the that was the, the walk was that other one. Oh with, no, uh, that's the, Levitt, uh, the uh, the remake of Man on Fire the, walk, uh, or Man on Wire. God, there's too many things happening. So much walking. Yeah, and I'll think of that other one like right. The, the way. The way. Is that it? God, see these all. Oh, the way of the gun. Yeah, no. No, great, that's great wrong. Movie, that's great wrong. movie. Man. Then we have the auto premiere of a Canadian film called Crown and Anchor. And I believe opening night there's a Q&A with Ooh, some of the filmmakers. That's cool. Another Ottawa premiere. So this one's interesting because if you just watch the trailer, it looks like a movie. It looks like a almost Coen Brothers kind of crime film. Oh, good start. Called Texas Cotton. But then you read the publicity where it's featuring the star of Troll 2 Whoa. and The Room. Two different people, or two different people. Okay, yeah. just to be sure. So it has the like the father from Troll Two. I'm assuming, or yeah. the, the the you don't piss on hospitality guy. Yes, uh, George Hardy. George Hardy from Troll Two and Juliet Danielle from The Room. So the the actress lead in The Room. Okay. So that's when you're like, wait, what? Huh. So it's this strange thing of somebody trying to make just real crime genre film, but the two actors in it that are gaining publicity yeah. are really famous for two of the worst movies ever made. I don't know how to... So this might be know. like this great, good for you guys, you're in a yeah. real movie. I'm curious how many people are going to go, how many of our patrons are going to go because yeah. they're going to look at it and go, oh, that looks like a neat Coen Brothers kind of movie and how many are going because they're like, oh, it's the actress yeah. in the room. And it's like the Rage Cage Mandy balance where very, they're like, how many much. people are going for a real movie? How many people are going for craziness? So I'm very curious how that's going to play out. And you watch the trailer and it just, there's nothing in the trailer that makes you think and in the trailer, it doesn't say Troll 2, The Room. It just looks like a low-budget Texas... Yeah, it's it's very interesting. That's very... That's kind of unprecedented, you know? Like, yeah. Because it's like, you know that the, you know, they're trying to get every bit of publicity they can, and that's that's great, but yeah, that's... I, well, I don't want to say it's misleading, but it's also like, you're right, like, a lot of people... No, knowing what those actors are from. Well, they're not. I don't think they're saying like starring George Hardy no. and Troll Two. I think we're like saying that. Yeah, we're, we're, we're <laughs> and I'm gonna keep that. saying it. Don't yeah, worry about yeah. that. But well, that's cool. I didn't even. So he's the sheriff then. I guess. I kind of I mean, wish yeah. it well. Like I hope that the act, the poor actress from the room is in it, and it's like you know what, 15 years later, and that she's good, and you go, hey, good for her. She's in a movie. Yeah. You know, because if it comes out and they're both terrible, it's almost. I'm right on the fence of being. Despite being a Mystery Science Theater fan, I don't like laughing at certain films, you right. know? Yeah. Because Mystery Science Theater is all very good-natured and, and appreciative of the genre. Yeah. But then there's that, you know, room is right on the cusp sometimes where there's been complaints sometimes of people just yelling mean like, things. Yeah. And even kind of our, our mainstay, the room, patrons yeah. have complained to people, not us, but to them, yeah. saying... This is all for fun. Just tone, tone down the terrifying, murderous yelling. Yeah, you I know? can see that in Rocky Horror. You know, someone yeah. just goes over the line. You're like, "Well, easy, buddy." Like, I hate you. Yeah, they're allowed to say it. It's the shadow cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. That's. It's funny, you know, because I'm like, part of me kind of wants Texas Cotton to be bad. Yeah. Because, but I, I wish them well. You know, so that, that, that's such a fine line, you know, where it's like we were trying to make it good. It's not funny. Like, it reminds me of. 
best friend's best fiends. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Where when I gave Gwen, I believe, the review, where I said, you know, it's not my favorite movie of all time, and I admit that I have a very friendly acquaintanceship with Greg Sestero now. And movies in general. And like, movie, you you yeah. want to like movies. And like, you know, like Greg is my Facebook friend and we say hello to each other a couple times. <laughs> Why do you keep saying that? Every day I see you. Every day I see you. I bring it up to strangers. <laughs> Just to let you know. It's on my resume. <laughs> but I wished him the best. I didn't wish it to be bad. And you can see the flaws in the movie. You could see the Tommy Wiseau stuff isn't superb sometimes. But at the <laughs> end, I was like, oh, that's a good movie. Like, I would give that a good rating. I would recommend that. And not in a ironic way you even kept you told me a few times it's a real movie it's a real movie which which sounds sounds underhanded very backhanded (laughs) but like the cinematography the score the supporting actors I was like yeah that's and I'm looking forward to part two so maybe Texas Cotton and it's funny because this week we're screening Texas Cotton Twisted Pear again and uh, a Buster Keaton film The General so we're playing what many consider one of the greatest films of all time The Room the Room. No, not The Room. <laughs> the General, along with a couple of cool B-movies. You know, so I, I, I like that. That's my favorite thing yeah. at the Mayfair when and we do weird things like that. Andrew's waiting for the whole bloody affair of Best Friends before he'll watch <laughs> oh, yeah. it. He, he has to watch them as one full movie. And it's weird. Double bills don't traditionally do well with us, but I think we kind of got to show it as a double bill. Even just once. Like, maybe we'll show it one day yeah. as a double bill, and yeah. then, like, Saturday night double bill, and then... Wednesday, Thursday, just single. Because yeah. you know? it is a different thing. Like, it's not Psycho, Psycho 2, you know? Like, it's, yeah. it's especially because the, the second one is the premiere or the newer one or it's whatever. It's like volume one, volume two. Yeah, yeah so. That's, yeah. So you'd almost like, it it's might be story. a reverse where the first one, or the second one does better than the first one. Yeah. In some cases, if some people were like, well, I saw that one. But that was fun, see, because I got to watch it. We essentially had the near world premiere. The only place that showed Best Friends before us, I believe, was the London Film Festival. Yeah, and that was the unfinished cut? Yeah, yeah so we yeah. kind of almost had the world premiere, but it was so much fun watching it that first night. And, you know, not a spoiler, because people know part two is coming, but the kind of to be continued came yeah. up. And there were audible gasps of <laughs> anticipation and joy from yeah. people in the audience that there was an, and like clapping that there were another one coming. So like that's fun. That was a cool little yeah. surprise. And there's like a cut of or a, a fast cut of stuff from the second volume at the end of the first. Yes, design. yeah. That just is weird and confusing. <laughs> and I remember saying to Greg, I was like, "Are you leaving that in?" And he's like, "Ah, we don't know." That was kind of like a, <laughs> you know, to be continued. <laughs> that's kind of amazing. But it's like a man. I, I bet you there was a ton of people who went to see Kill Bill. And didn't realize it was a cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. A ton. Yeah. I, somebody told me a story about that about Lord of the Rings, where they went with their mom or their grandma or something. And they were like, that's not an ending. And they're like, oh, part two's coming. Yeah. What? <laughs> you know, that was three hours long. It's, yeah, it's still a, a better ending than Two Towers, I guess, if we're going to be doing just one. But yeah. it's not, yeah, there's still a lot of story to be told. There was, I think it was Matrix 2, where, and I haven't seen it forever. <laughs> but I remember it totally felt like they just went... Yeah, that's about two hours. Roll the credits. Yeah. Like, it, it was just like, it felt blatantly not a real movie. No, it's not. The second one was the worst one. I mean, that's not even a hot take. It's just, yeah. you know. It, it, it did seem like, okay, well, we put enough kind of cool stuff in there, and people are going to come to the third one anyway, so here we go. Yeah, there we go. We're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Okay, so let's wrap things yeah, up. Our obligatory Matrix 2. Matrix 2 trashing. Revolutions. Or, Poor I Matrix. Reloaded. <laughs> I mean, like, the second one was Reloaded. Yeah. 
Wasn't it Electric Boogaloo? <laughs> Who knows? I watched Roller Boogie last night, though, as a side note. Oh, I like Roller Boogie. It was good. I mean, well, it wasn't good, but it was fun. Linda Blair's greatest we film. We showed that, I think, didn't we? We did, for, I, the, for the Roller Girls. I fully believe that. Uh, that's fun. Like, it's I it's like, something. I genuinely love Kansas City Bomber. And we screened a 16 millimeter print of that Ooh. for the local Roller Girls. 16. Oh, it was so good. I love that movie. That's amazing. The soundtrack of Roller Boogie was great, I'll tell you that. That's a great movie, too. Uh, highly recommended. <laughs> we're not showing it. Yeah, we're never movie. showing it again, but uh, yeah, you should have seen it. So go visit our friends at House of Tiger across the street. They're always doing cool stuff. I believe they knocked forward their free play on Sunday nights to 8 p.m. So now you can start free play at 8 p.m. And uh, I went to see a Blondie cover band oh, last yeah. Friday, which was super awesome. After Sisters Brothers. What, yeah. Oh, yeah. After the depression of Sister Brothers. Yeah. Great movie, but oh, my God. Oh, I was yeah. sad after that movie. <laughs> Go visit us on MayfairTheater.ca, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And stay tuned for a bunch of other cool announcements. We've got a ton of coming soon stuff up on our website right now. As far away as December 22nd with oh. Saturday morning cartoons and the 112th screening of the room that's gonna be happy holidays i'm more i'm I'm no no offense to the room but i'm more looking forward to the cartoons but you know and we don't have any christmas announcements yet but that should slowly start be rolling in now with die hard and and our begrudged annual screening of it's a wonderful life no i was like what could it possibly be polar express yeah i'm good with us not knowing the christmas stuff yet i'm still on a halloween high i wish i wish we had an excuse like oh no can't get a print of polar express (laughs) the terrifying 3d effects are just as good now we just get to but i do like i usually end up working that and i get to count the Oh, six kids leaving in terror. Oh, seven kids leaving in terror. <laughs> yeah, and it's not all just because Andrew yelled at them because of enjoying <laughs> no. a terrible movie. Uh, uh, we have good fun. Times. Good times. <laughs> Sorry, Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, yeah. I like your other movies. It's just when you thought you were going to close this yeah. off, you stared off into space <laughs> thinking about those creepy... Sad kids. about creepy dead-eyed yeah, Tom CG Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yikes. Tom Hanks was on Letterman, and he didn't like it. He's in the movie, and he was like... "That's And he's a nice guy. And he's a nice know? guy. Like, and for him would... to come out and make fun of a movie, <laughs> that's... Uh, that's something. Tells you everything you need to know. No, look, look forward to his Mr. Rogers movie. Don't think about oh, yeah. his that. That looks movie. scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a different kind of scary though. <laughs> Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> Too much. Okay, on that note. Anyway, I'm pressing stop. Everybody, yeah. stop talking. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. the best skate around. She's the hottest date in town. Together, they're Love on Wheels in Roller Boogie. Linda Blair, Jim Bray. Roller Boogie, rated PG. Coming soon. Check newspapers for a theater near you.